Welcome to another edition of Park Talk Podcast, the official podcast of the Naperville Park District. Hello, and welcome to the final episode of the 2021 State of the Park District Address. I'm joined in the studio by Andrea Coates, Superintendent of Recreation, and I'm also happy to welcome back Brad Wilson, Director of Recreation and Facilities. Thank you both for joining me to talk about creative shifts in recreation due to COVID-19 and how the district continues to rise to the challenges presented to us by the current pandemic. Thank you. Thanks for being Thanks. here. Mm-hmm. Thank you. As both of you are well aware, 2020 was anything but a business as usual kind of year. Fortunately, the Park District as a whole does an effective job of having plans in place, both long-term and short-term, that guide what we do. However, many of those plans were derailed due to the challenges that resulted from the pandemic. The good news is that there was a lot of increased flexibility and innovation on the part of staff, which I believe made all the difference. This approach helped staff and board continue to fulfill the district's mission while giving our residents opportunities to enjoy a wide variety of recreation when they were looking for things to do. So I'm going to start off with you, Brad. We started 2020 with a lot of optimism regarding the district's direction, overall trends with participation and engagement with residents, and it was, it was all good. Then in mid-March, that came to an abrupt halt, followed by many months of shifting and planning for what would happen next. If you had to pick one thing that frustrated you the most about 2020, what would it be and why? <laughs> well, it's a difficult question. Um, as you mentioned, we did start the, the year off very optimistic. Uh, the participation within our programs uh, and at our facilities, such as the Fort Hill Activity Center, uh, were at some of the highest levels that we had seen in, in years. Mm-hmm. Uh, a number of residents were really uh, enjoying our programs and, and participating. And we remain very optimistic that as we come out of the pandemic and post-pandemic, that we'll be able to, to return to those levels. Uh, I think if... Uh, if we had to boil it down to what was the most frustrating part about 2020, really just the inability to provide our residents with the typical recreational experiences that they expect and and that we provide at the Mm -hmm. Naperville Park District. Uh, Our staff did a tremendous job uh, shifting and being flexible and creating programs, uh, whether it was the virtual format or with the smaller groups that we we utilized, Uh, but it just wasn't quite the same experience that, uh, that, Naperville residents have, have grown to, to love with what we provide to the community within our programs. And, mm-hmm. and we're excited to be able to, to get back to that at some point this year in 2021. Definitely. Nothing was the same for anyone. So, I, no. yeah, I think everyone kind of shares our pain in that regard. The silver lining from last year is that we saw some great innovation from staff, as you mentioned, and it resulted in several successes for the district throughout the year, really beginning with the introduction of virtual programs Um, when the initial stay-at-home order began. Can you talk about some of the challenges of making virtual programs work for our various program categories and ultimately how successful it's been for us? Sure. Well, virtual programming was a a completely new area for the Park District Mm -hmm. in in 2020. Uh, It's not something that we had uh, offered prior to really the month of March when the the shutdowns uh, first began to happen. And it's something that our staff really took and and ran with. working between our recreation staff, our marketing team, mm-hmm. uh, getting that information out to the community, getting those opportunities out to the community. Uh, there was a learning curve, both for our staff as well as for our participants that uh, really had not uh, conducted programs in that manner. So that's something that took a little bit of time to, to get used to, but fortunately the platforms are pretty, uh, pretty easy to, to be able to work with. 
some of the challenges are with virtual programs. One would think that, uh, well, that's an easier way to be able to, to offer a program, that there's not as many resources needed, you don't need the building, so on. Um, what we found is that actually from a staff standpoint, mm -hmm. there's actually more resources that need to go into offering those virtual programs. Typically with each of our live sessions, we have a staff member who needs to host the session and make sure that everything's working on the platform. And then we have our instructor who's actually teaching the class. So instead of having just that one individual teaching, typically we have two staff that are, are working through that. Overall, it's been very successful. We've had over 2,000 participants that have registered for virtual programs since mm -hmm. we introduced them last spring. Uh, hundreds more that participate in our fitness classes, the live fitness classes that take place each week. So from that standpoint, it was a great way for us in this particular situation with uh, the need to, to stay home and our residents to, to not gather together in person, a great way for us to be able to continue uh, delivering recreation services. And really, it opens up a whole new opportunity going forward then, even post-pandemic. Absolutely. We plan to continue with our, our virtual offerings mm -hmm. and having uh, virtual available within the various uh, categories that we provide, whether that be uh, our arts programs, early childhood, fitness. Uh, they may not be to the same level as far as the numbers of, of virtual opportunities that we have running right now, um, but certainly having that as an opportunity available for the community as we, as we move forward. Absolutely. Then once the stay-at-home order lifted and the warm weather arrived, thank goodness, there was a, a real opportunity for the Park District to take a lot of our programs outdoors, which we did. Can you talk about some of those offerings that we brought outside? Yeah, um, and over the years, the Park District, we've, we've utilized our outdoors, the, the parks mm -hmm. that we have, but this year more than, than any other year in 2020. Right. Uh, we brought more of our fitness classes outside. Uh, that was something where we have a... a, a a following within our fitness programs to where we were able to continue those sessions in, in the outdoor setting. Uh, we were able to continue running our outdoor summer camps uh, with smaller group sizes, working within the restrictions that the state had, had implemented. That was very important for us to be able to do during the, the summer for, for our youth. Uh, with the absence of Centennial Beach, uh, with that facility not being able to open last year, we were able to think creatively and, and offer, while it's not nearly the same as Centennial Beach, midday spray at Rotary Hill. Mm -hmm. uh, just an opportunity for families to get out, kids to be able to play in the water. Uh, we also opened a splash pad at the 95th Street Community Plaza, which uh, also proved to, to be a very um, popular destination this year. We continued with some of our concerts in the park, our night at the movies uh, programs, our farmer's market, uh, those outdoor activities where there was that ability for uh, people to come and enjoy entertainment or come out to the farmer's market and still social distance and, mm -hmm. and do it in a safe manner. So we were very happy to be able to continue offering a, a number of the, the outdoor activities and move several uh, activities from inside to, to our outdoors. It was a great opportunity and really neat to see the participation and how people embrace those opportunities because they were looking for things to do and that was Absolutely. the best way to make that happen. Yep. Andrea, I'm going to yes. throw it to you here for a minute. Sure. While we were able to offer sports programs throughout the summer and fall, we did have to make some adjustments based on COVID-related restrictions. Can you talk about what our modified sports look like and how we needed to be flexible? 
Sure. I think the, um, right off the bat, the biggest part is we had to be conscious of the safety protocols and guidelines that were in place. Um, and with our soccer program, we turned it into an academy and a university, um, which was very much skill-based. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the same thing with our fall. We introduced fall baseball this year. Um, it gave the kids an opportunity to just be together. That was, I would have to say, is our biggest focus. Um, being together, socialization, teamwork, and then, like I said, really focusing it on the skills mm-hmm. were the mo- main focus of those. Really taking things back to basics and knowing what people needed most of all, and that was socialization and being yes. together with their peers. Yes, yeah. exactly. And, and keeping we kept our numbers smaller so that we would have small groups, mm-hmm. um, which actually I think proved to be a nice, you know, people really got to know each other, um, you know, within that team based. Sure. So it was a good. More camaraderie. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Brad, not surprising, there was also a resurgence in the interest of outdoor sports. In an earlier episode, we talked about the increased popularity of golf, but we also saw a lot of interest in pickleball and tennis. Why do you think these areas increased in popularity, and do you think that we're going to continue to see that increased interest in sports such as those? Yes, I do. I think we will continue to see that increased interest. Uh, pickleball specifically is a, one, of, one of the faster-growing sports mm-hmm. in the U.S. Uh, there's a lot of interest in pickleball. It's something where we've seen a, a tremendous amount of growth over the last several years with uh, providing pickleball, not only at the Fort Hill Activity Center, but with uh, constructing dedicated courts at Nike Sports Complex and, and actually opening new courts this year in 2020 at Knock Park and at Wolf's Crossing Community Park. Uh, so I, I fully expect that we will continue to see uh, those programs grow and, and the interest uh, continue to grow there. I think in 2020 uh, specifically, those programs with them being more individual, individually based, mm-hmm. um, where it's a, really a non-contact type of sport, uh, that it provided people with that opportunity to be able to get out, socialize, do it in a safe uh, manner where there was, uh, you know, the, the, the social distancing that could take place versus some of the other team sports that, uh, that we typically see. 2020 was not kind to team sports uh, <laughs> and, sure. and bringing groups to, together. But the individual individualized sports such as pickleball, such as tennis, uh, even such as the trap shooting program that we offer at uh, the Naperville Park District, uh, those... Uh, those were opportunities for people to be able to still get outdoors, participate in an activity, and, and do it in a way that uh, that was safe. It was great to just see the increased participation at those locations and, and hearing people, seeing on social media, and people asking questions specifically about pickleball or tennis, and that was, that was really cool to see that. Absolutely, yeah. Andrea, once school started back up in late August, early September, and students in Naperville were getting ready for remote learning, which was a a whole new ball game for everyone. The Park District also introduced a program to assist with this new reality. Can you talk a little bit about that program and kind of the success behind that? Sure. We introduced a new program called our, our e-learning experience here at the Naperville Park District. And we basically, we started it up um, mainly to support the school district and to support the families. Um, we know what a challenge it is for people to have their kids at home on their computers. And this gave them a chance where we took that in-house, worked with them, and then the kids still had the opportunity to socialize with friends. Um, We really had to take into consideration how to keep it the safest that we could be, provide less exposure to a lot of different people. So we kept the group sizes very small. Um, But it was, it it turned out to be an incredible experience um, that we really didn't think 
too much about where it was going to go, and it really ended up being a great experience for the kids. They still had the opportunity to be with their friends, mm-hmm. um, having all the kids in the classroom with their headphones on and listening to them was was fun to watch and see. Um, and I was amazed at how well the kids actually did. Um, they were all in tune with their own classrooms, and mm-hmm. it really it really worked out well. That's neat. And I think it was an important service, too, that we could provide to the community for those that needed it. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, parents were very thankful that we were able to give them a little bit of a reprieve sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, And the kids enjoyed it. That's great. In a typical year, as you know, the Park District offers a lot of events throughout the various seasons. And last year certainly was challenging from the perspective that we had to reschedule events. We had to cancel some events. Um, Some of our most popular free events, like Wonderful World of Wheels, Kite Fly, um, we couldn't hold due to restrictions. Which events um, were we able to move forward with last year, Andrea? And what were some of the adjustments that we had to make in order to host those? Sure. I think one of our more popular um, events that really kicked off, started out a little bit slower, but really throughout the whole summer kept increasing was our concerts in your park. Mm-hmm. Um, the nice thing about that is we were able, people were able to separate. Um, you'd notice when people would come out, they would, they would find their own corners and they would go to their areas where they felt, the, you know, felt really comfortable in. Um, we also had your lunch hour entertainment that we were able to have have families come and they all socialize and stuck with their families. Um, we did our um, the farmers market, which that was really interesting this summer because we had to. One of the adjustments we had to make was the entrance and the exit, so mm-hmm. we had to try to keep a flow going with it. And uh, participants kept their face coverings on, which was great to see. But they were thrilled to be able to come and come to the event, pick out their own fruits and vegetables and things without having to go into a supermarket. It was outdoors. Right. So it really was uh, turned out to be a great experience for the, for the families. Um, our movies were awesome. Um, we had good participation. We utilized the 95th Street site for the first time this year, so mm-hmm. that was great, uh, the plaza there. Um, and so those movies turned out really well. We also had our Halloween happening in Sandhouse towards the end of the year. That the Halloween happening, we did more of a drive-through. Um, it was great to see. I think it gave people kind of a little bit sense of a little normal. They were right. able to enjoy the holidays, but driving through with their cars, it was very short but very sweet. Um, and then the end of the year, the culmination was the Santa House. Uh, we took a reservation system. Families were able to still visit with Santa, um, just with their exclusive family. I think uh, the Santa House turned out to be the fun part about that is normally you have all the kids who are terrified of Santa. Some I shouldn't say all, Mm -hmm. some. Um, And this year gave them a chance to actually get up close to Santa with the window in between, and they were able to not be afraid and really enjoy it. So it turned out to be a great event. I know those are a couple of standout memories for me for 2020 was the Halloween Nights Lights and then Santa's Naperville Workshop. And I know in the midst of planning and it was sort of chaotic and how are we going to pull these events off and make them work? But kudos to the recreation staff. I mean, you guys did a wonderful job kind of reimagining what does Halloween look like and how can we have people participate not coming to you know play all these hands-on games and have hundreds and hundreds of people there so that really worked out great same thing with the workshop I also know that um, part of what people liked was being able to make reservations which is something that we haven't offered previously so yes it turned out very well feedback on both of those and I think that uh, you know thinking back to last year and and working with the recreation staff really we took the mindset of how can we look to how can we change an event 
or mm-hmm. change a program to be able to make it fit uh, within the, the guidelines that we needed to work within versus the stance of, well, this isn't going to work and we just need to cancel it and right. move on and maybe come back next year. Um, so uh, I agree. Kudos to our program managers, our, our staff. They spent a considerable amount of time uh, really thinking through and, and being creative and, and coming up with different ways that we can provide uh, opportunities to the community. And that really comes back to us being able to fulfill our mission. Absolutely. And, you know, we had to shift, pivot, be yep. flexible, find ways to do that. And I think that by and large, we got a lot of great feedback last year from residents who really, truly, sincerely appreciated what we were able to offer. Yeah. Yeah, it was great to hear. Mm-hmm, for sure. So, Brad, despite the obstacles we encountered and are still encountering, we are still in the, the age of the pandemic here, there were many positive outcomes. If you were to sum up something positive about 2020 for the Park District, what would it be? Well, I think one of the things uh, that was positive for the Park District was uh, really the role that our organization was able to play in the community in in continuing to provide experiences to the community in light Mm -hmm. of a pandemic. Um, And that's not just through programming, that's not just through events, uh, but really with our open space and our parks that we have available. Uh, I think more than ever, uh, the parks became an outlet for, for the community. Right. Uh, and we saw more families, individuals utilizing those parks for both passive and active recreation uh, and, and certainly being able to connect uh, with their families more often uh, without having to have as or without having as much scheduled within their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was really great to see is not only what we see within our programs with the, with the participation in our facilities, but just seeing families enjoy the parks, enjoy our playgrounds, the trails, just the open space, and, and having that available to them uh, during a time when there weren't many other things to, to be able to do. Right. And as luck would have it, we added three awesome spaces, one renovated space at Knock Park yes. with pickleball courts and synthetic turf field. And then we had 95th Street which we opened with the splash pad and the playground and then Wolf's Crossing. So, I mean, it was great that we were able to offer those additional amenities to people in, you know, in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah, it was an exciting year for some of the the park projects that came on and with some unique park projects Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, came to fruition in, in 2020. At the moment, we seem to be starting a recovery period with the vaccine rollout having begun. Um, programs are able to start up again with fewer limitations, which is positive. I think we're moving in a, a good direction right now. But realistically, what do you hope to see in terms of a revival for the Park District and our programs and facilities this year? Well, I mentioned at the, the beginning of the podcast that uh, you know one of the frustrations was not being able to provide the community with some of the typical recreational experiences mm-hmm. that, that we normally provide. And this year, uh, our hope is to be able to introduce or reintroduce as many of those recreational experiences uh, as possible. Uh, One of our goals as a district this year, uh, specific to our facilities, is to reopen all of our facilities within the state guidelines and Mm -hmm. in a safe manner, but to be able to bring back facilities such as Centennial Beach, Arnocknolls Nature Center, uh, and, and some of the other facilities that could not open uh, this past year. We'd like to do the, the same, certainly for the programs, and we look forward to to being able to bring back a, a lot of the great programs that the community has, uh, again, grown to, to love over the years, and, and we've seen a lot of participation in. That's great. I'd like to see that, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've certainly covered a lot of ground in this episode. I, too, remain optimistic that 2021, as it moves forward, will continue to see positive progress in general and specifically where the Park District is concerned. I know that a lot of people are anxious to get back to the things they miss, as you mentioned, Brad, including the full complement of recreation opportunities that we typically provide. 
Brad and Andrea, thank you for your time and great conversation. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I'd also like to take a moment to thank all of our listeners. Here's hoping that 2021 is a much better and happier year for everyone. Please be sure to take time to enjoy all the great recreation opportunities that the Naperville Park District provides to our community. Take care and thank you for listening to the 2021 State of the Naperville Park District Address. Thank you for listening. The Naperville Park District's mission is to provide park and recreation experiences that promote healthy lives, healthy minds, and a healthy community. Park Talk Podcast is a production of the Naperville Park District.